Welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles. And we're working in Chapter 5, Section 2, The Voice for God. And this is Paragraph 6. The Holy Spirit calls you both to remember and to forget. You have chosen to be in a state of opposition in which opposites are possible. As a result, there are choices you must make. In the holy state, the will is free, so that its creative power is unlimited and choice is meaningless. Freedom to choose is the same power as freedom to create, but its application is different. Choosing depends on a split mind. The Holy Spirit is one way of choosing. God did not leave his children comfortless even though they chose to leave him. The voice they put in their minds was not the voice for will for his will for which the Holy Spirit speaks. But I thought I choose the joy of God instead of pain is a choice. Well, yes, but you're choosing that amidst the dualistic mind that has also chosen pain. So it, what it's saying is at the level of choice or decision is, your, is made in your separated state in order to restore the awareness to your unseparated state. So your unseparated state would be the joy of God. But you're choosing that in the middle of the separated state where you're experiencing pain. So choice is something that you exercise in the separated state. If you were not in the separated state, that would not be a dualistic system. Then there's no choice to make and everything you extend is creation because it's one with the will of God. But in the separated state, you have two options. You can do things according to the will of God, or you can do things according to your ego, which is separated from the will of God. So there's a choice to make. But when you're not in the separated state, there's no choice to make. Everything you do is perfect. Everything you do is in alignment with the will of God. Everything you do is creation. Mm. So... Creation is different than choice. Yeah, okay, that explains. Although they have similar, you know, they have you, they have similar uh, functions. Mm, yeah, that explains it. Okay, the voice of the Holy Spirit does not command because it is incapable of arrogance. It does not demand because it does not seek control. It does not overcome because it does not attack. It merely reminds. This is compelling only because of what it reminds you of. It brings to your mind the other way, remaining quiet, even in the midst of the turmoil you may make. The voice for God is always quiet because it speaks of peace. Peace is stronger than war because it it heals. War is division, not increase. No one gains from strife. What profited it a man what profit it a man if he gains the whole world 
and lose his own soul. If you listen to the wrong voice, you have lost sight of your soul. You cannot lose it, but you cannot know it. It is therefore, quote, lost to you until you choose right. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So we have to make this choice based on hearing the voice for God, which would be the Holy Spirit. And the choice is always to end the separation. The choice is always to um, be in a joyous state rather than a sorrowful or painful state. Mm. You know, uh, first we have to see that any painful state or any sorrowful state is self-inflicted. We're doing it to ourselves. And then when we see that and take responsibility, then we have a choice to make. Do we want to keep thinking those thoughts that makes pain in our life or do we want to let go and choose something else the will of God is a state of joy you know earlier it said the Holy Spirit and joy are kind of the same thing and love and joy are the same thing yeah so the the attribute of love would be joy the attribute of separation from love would be pain The Holy Spirit is your guide for choosing. He is the part of your mind that always speaks for the right choice because he speaks for God. He is your remaining communication with God, which you can interrupt but cannot destroy. The Holy Spirit is the way in which God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Both heaven and earth are in you because the call of both is in your mind. The voice for God comes from your own altars to him. These altars are not things, they are devotions. Yet you have other devotions now. Your divided devotion has given you the two voices and you must choose to which altar you want to serve. The call you answer now is an evaluation because it is a decision. The decision is very simple. It is made on the basis of which call is worth more to you. Well, yeah, there's the call of the ego and there's mm. the call of the Holy Spirit and you have to decide which yeah. which you're going to follow and which you're going to be more devoted to because it says that your altar is not a thing, it's a devotion. So you form your altar through what you're devoted to. That becomes your altar. Mm, yeah, what you're devoted to becomes your altar. And so you could make an ego your altar, right? Yes, you could. Or your bank account, or mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. Um, whatever, you know. My mind will always be like yours because we were created as equals. It was only my decision that gave me all power in heaven and earth. My only gift to you is to help you make the same decision. Well, yeah, so Christ is the one who decided to hear only the voice for God. So it's like his mind and the Holy Spirit's mind are kind of synonymous because he was only hearing the Holy Spirit. He had chosen, you know, for his true self, which is his Christ self, 
and in that decision he made it was unequivocal it was complete and he never he never went back to the ego yeah so he made that his only choice and stayed with it yeah that's what we have to do yeah heaven is the decision i must make well he made the decision for heaven and he stayed in heaven and he never deviated. So we make the decision, but then we go back. Well, then maybe we haven't really made this kind mm -hmm. of a decision. Yeah. We've made a choice, but the choice is not unequivocal. And then we still have not undone our belief in the ego. We still see as it, it we still see the ego as a possibility. Mm, yeah. And. That's our mistake. Yeah. Well, when we make the decision for hearing the voice for God, we see that the ego is not a real thing. It's not a real choice. It doesn't exist. But now we think it does exist, and we have to choose between the ego or the Holy Spirit. Oh, but yeah. once you've made that real choice, it's like the ego, it's like an illusion projected on a screen and you've just turned off the projector mm -hmm. so it's no longer on the screen mm -hmm. right so so you you see only the holy spirit you don't even see the ego because you've stopped projecting it well we'd like to get to that point my only gift to you is to help you make the same decision. This decision is the choice to share it because the decision itself is the decision to share. It is made by giving and is therefore the one choice that resembles true creation. I am your model for decision. By deciding for God, I showed you that this decision can be made and that you can make it. Yeah. I have a well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's pretty clear, isn't it? Yeah. This decision for God or decision for the Holy Spirit's voice, the voice for God, um, it's a decision you must make. And Jesus made it, therefore he's qualified to help us make it because mm. he knows what that is. He knows what that decision is. I have assured you that the mind that decided for me is also in you and that you can let it change you just as it changed me. This mind is unequivocal. Yeah, there's that word, unequivocal. Here's only one voice and answers in only one way. You are the light of the world with me. Rest does not come from sleeping but from waking. The Holy Spirit is the call to awaken and be glad. The world is very tired because it is the idea of weariness. Our task is the joyous one of waking it to the call for God. Everyone will answer the call of the Holy Spirit or the sonship cannot be as one. What better vocation could there be for any part of the kingdom than to restore it to the perfect integration that can make it whole? Hear only this through the Holy Spirit within you and teach your brothers to listen so I am as I am teaching you. Yeah, well that's like um, you increase your faith or you increase your trust in this transformative power 
of the Holy Spirit when you share the message. You know? Mm -hmm. Well, what's the message? The message is that everybody's stuck in their ego. Yeah. Everybody is, um, to some degree, separated from their divine connection. And, but that need not be. And you, you're being taught the simple way to restore that connection. So the more you share that with others, the stronger it becomes in you. And it's an unequivocal choice. It even uses that word. Mm -hmm. This mind, capital mind, is unequivocal because it hears only one voice and answers in only one way. You are the light of the world with me. So, so you know, there are those lessons, I'm the light of the world, forgiveness is my function as the light of the world, the light of the world brings peace to every mind through my forgiveness, let me not forget my function, my only function is the one God gave me, my happiness and my function are one. So, like, happiness and being the light of the world and using this unequivocal mind that stepped outside of duality and sees that the ego is not real, sees that when you stop using the ego's thought system, all your pain and suffering disappears. You know, so, so we have to be willing to make this decision. And then when we make the decision with the help of the Christ, we can share that decision with others and strengthen it in ourselves because, you know, that line you like to quote, nothing real can be increased except by sharing. Sharing is very important in this, yeah. in this process. Mm -hmm. He's even saying that in this paragraph. Right, right. Okay. When you are tempted by the wrong voice, call on me to remind you how to heal by sharing my decision and making it stronger. As we share this goal, we increase its power to attract the whole sonship and to bring it back into the oneness in which it was created. Remember that yoke means join together, and burden means message. Let us restate, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In this way, let us join together for my message is light. I didn't know burden means message. In that sense it does. I have enjoined with I have enjoined you to behave as I behave, but we must respond to the same mind to do this, capital M. This mind is the Holy Spirit, whose will is for God always. He teaches you how to keep me as the model for your thought and to believe like me as a result. The power of our joint motivation is beyond belief but not beyond accomplishment. What we can accomplish together has no limits because the call for God is the call to the unlimited. Child of God, my message is for you to hear and give away as you answer the Holy Spirit within you. Okay, yeah. so it's good that um, we should join with Jesus in our choosing. Well, and joining, it's not like you're joining with something outside yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's like the, there was somewhere in an earlier section where it says, 
you think the ego is some kind of external thing that has power over you, but the ego is just a small little piece of your own mind mm -hmm. that believes in separation. And just like the Christ, voice, the voice for God, the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call that, that's a major part of your mind. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and when you start listening to it, and you start deciding for that, and only that, then the ego is diminished. Mm. And this is what you share. When you, and, and also, that the result of that decision is joy. Yeah. So people are going to want to join with you because they see you're happy. And they want to be happy too. So it's not like you're... you're telling them to sacrifice anything. No, you're showing them a way to increase their joy in their life. Mm. And I think this is, this is why we're teaching this uh, happiness and longevity training. This is going to be the theme of that training. Yeah. How to make this decision that brings you more happiness. Mm -hmm. And then how to share the decision which increases your happiness. Nothing real can be increased except by sharing. Mm -hmm. So the sharing part, or what Babaji called karma yoga part, or Taraji called the joy of service part, is very essential to this decision. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I wanted to I wanted to do this lesson um, one eighty nine today one eighty nine because uh, we had a a person very close to us today um, and uh, I think this lesson would be helpful to her. Lesson 189, I feel the love of God within me now. And this is a result of making this decision to listen to the voice for God. Mm. You know, when you're truly listening for the voice for God, it's going to bring happiness. It's going to bring love. You're going to feel the love of God when you make this decision. Yeah, and that's what we want to do is feel it. There is a light in you the world cannot perceive. And with its eyes you will not see this light, for you are blinded by the world. Yet you have the eyes to see it. It is there for you to look upon. It was not placed in you to be kept hidden from your sight. This light is a reflection of the thought we practice now. To feel the love of God within you is to see the world anew, shining in innocence, alive with hope, blessed with perfect clarity and love. Yeah, you have to see the whole world differently then. Yeah, and you have to see the love of God. It's not an abstract thing in the sense that... Um, it's in some kind of ephemeral place that isn't here. No, it's, it's, it's a spiritual reality that imbues itself into everything that is here. Mm. So it's possible to see the love of God in the tree, the love of God in the ocean, the love of God in the waves, the love of God in the breeze that's blowing through the trees and making them move. All that is an action of the love of God. And then when you see that 
the love of God is imbued in everything in creation, you can start to feel it mm-hmm. because you're perceiving it. That's what feeling is. Feeling is perception. Mm. It doesn't. It wouldn't say something abstract. It says, "I feel the love of God within me now." It means you perceive you you feel it in your bones. You feel it in your sight, in your hearing, in your touching. You know, you're using the body senses to step outside of the ego and see the universality of God in creation. Mm-hmm. And that's a vast thing. That's a very vast thing. Who could feel fear in such a world as this? It welcomes you, rejoices that you came, and sings your praises as it keeps you safe from every form of danger and of pain. It offers you a warm and gentle home in which to stay a while. It blesses you throughout the day and watches through the night as silent guardian of your holy sleep. It sees salvation in you and protects the light in you in which it sees its own. It offers you its flowers and its snow in thankfulness for your benevolence. Yeah, so see, it even uses images in this, uh, in this lesson. Flowers, snow, uh, your sleep, watching through your sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a very poetic, beautiful lesson. I mean, you, you couldn't read this lesson and not be transformed in how you're looking at the world. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. This is the world the love of God reveals. It is so different from the world you see through darkened eyes of malice and of fear that one belies the other. Only one can be perceived at all. The other one is wholly meaningless, a world in which forgiveness shines on everything and peace offers its gentle light to everyone is inconceivable to those who see a world of hatred rising from attack, poised to avenge, to murder and destroy. Right. Yeah. They can't conceive it if they're stuck in their attack. You can't even conceive um, a world like that. Yet is the world of hatred equally unseen and inconceivable to those who feel God's love in them. Their world reflects the quietness and peace that shines in them, the gentleness and innocence they are sur- see surrounding them, the joy with which they look out from the endless veils of joy within. What they have felt in them, they look upon and see it sure reflection everywhere. Yeah, so you're going to see that everywhere if you're really seeing with your bright eyes. Yeah. But those who, let's see, the world of hatred equally is unseen and inconceivable to those who feel the love of God in them. So, you know. And what would you see the choice is given you? But learn and do not let your mind forget this law of seeing. You will look upon that which you feel within. If hatred finds a place within your heart, you will perceive a fearful world held cruelly in death's sharp-pointed bony fingers. If you feel the love of God within you, you will look upon a world of mercy and love. Yeah, so whatever you're feeling, 
in you is what you're going to see out there then. Well, and it's also your decision, you know. Like, your decision to hear the voice for God, which is what we just um, read in the text, mm -hmm. is going to determine how you feel about what you see. You know, and, and like, let's just say you see conflict. Well, if you're feeling the love of God and you're making the decision uh, to he hear the voice of God or the voice for God, then you're going to look beyond the appearances of the conflict and you're going to see something else, something else in the love of God in that situation. And those appearances are going to dissolve as like projections or il illusions or, you know, misperceptions. So you're seeing the conflict, which is created by a misperception in the first place. And then because you're in this vibration, or Esther Hicks would call it the frequency, you're in the frequency of the love of God, you're not fooled by the appearance. You're seeing the love of God within that situation, even though to everybody else it looks like conflict. You're seeing something else in that situation which is the love of God, the light of the world, the forgiveness. You know, that is that is how you're seeing it. So two people could see the same conflict, but have a different perception of it. What would you see the choice is giving you, but learn and do not let your mind forget this law of seeing. You will look upon that which you feel within. I think that's the point. If hatred finds a place within your heart, you will perceive a fearful world held cruelly in death's sharp pointed bony fingers. So I just read Yeah, that. but finish it. Yeah. If you feel the love of God, you will look at a world of mercy and love. Yeah, okay. So you're going to look at the same incident, you or you're going to look, look at the same situation, but you're going to see it totally differently. That which you feel within is what makes Yeah, it. and if you're feeling the love of God within you... You're going to look with forgiveness. You're going to look with some kind of transformative, um, you know, action uh, that could change that situation and could dissolve the conflict. Today we pass illusions as we seek to reach to what is true in us and feel its all-embracing tenderness, its love which knows us perfect as itself, its sight, which is the gift its love bestows on us. We learn the way today. It is as sure as love itself, to which it carries us. For its simplicity avoids the snares, the foolish convolutions of the world's apparent reasoning, but serve to hide. Simply do this. Be still and lay aside all thoughts of what you are and what God is, all concepts you've learned about the world, all images you hold about yourself, empty your mind of everything it thinks is either true or false, or good or bad, or every thought it judges worthy, and all the ideas of which is shamed. Hold on to nothing. Do not bring with you one thought the past has taught, nor one belief you ever learned before from anything. Forget this world, forget this course, and come with holy empty hands unto your God. 
Well, that's pretty powerful. Just give up everything you know. Yeah, it even says forget this course. So, you know, there's even a point where you leave behind even the lessons that are teaching you how to do this, and you're coming totally empty. You're coming totally um, without the past. Yeah. You're in the present. You're observing without judgment. And what what is that? Well, that that is very close to feeling the love of God. Is it not he who knows the way to you? You need not know the way to him. Your part is simply to allow all obstacles that you have interposed between the Son and the God and God the Father to be quietly removed forever. God will do his part in joyful and immediate response. Ask and receive, but do not make demands nor point the road to God by which he should appear to you. The way to reach him is merely to let him be, for in that way is your reality proclaimed as well. Yeah, and earlier earlier in the text part that we read, it said that you know, the Holy Spirit never demands never makes any um, you know conditions it just it just observes quietly and stands back and that's what this paragraph is saying Mm -hmm. you know come with holy empty hands into your God meaning don't come with a demand don't come with a condition don't come with a you know some kind of thing you want God to do for you you just let go of all of your whatever your judgments your perceptions of any situation and come empty and then god will make the steps that that right the situation or give you the vision give you the holy vision of what's actually there Mm. and so today we do not choose the way in which we go to him but we do choose to let him come and with this choice we rest and in our quiet hearts and open minds his love will blaze its pathway of itself. What has not been denied is surely there, if it be true, and can be surely reached. God knows his son and knows the way to him. He does not need his son to show him how to find his way. Through every open door, his love shines outward from its home within and lightens up the world of innocence. Okay, so we don't have to figure out how what's the way. We have to just let him come. No, and I, I know when I first read that lesson, I feel the love of God within me now. Uh, your first response is, well, maybe I don't feel the love of God within me now, right? Mm-hmm. But then this is saying, you don't have to know how to feel the love. You just have to let go of all your attempts mm-hmm. to feel the love of God. And then God will take the step and you will feel it because you've let go of all of your distractions, all of your things that you thought you needed to do Mm -hmm. to feel the love of God. Mm -hmm. It's saying, let all that stuff go Mm -hmm. and then come empty. And then the emptiness, in that emptiness, God will take his step towards you. Yeah, and here's the prayer. Oh, it's a beautiful prayer. Father, we do, we do not know the way to you, you but we have, have called, called and you have, have answered us. us. We, we will, will not interfere. interfere. 
Salvation's ways are not our own, for they belong to you, and it is unto you we look for them. Our hands are open to receive your gifts. We have no thoughts we think apart from you, and cherish no beliefs of what we are or who created us. Yours is the way that we would find and follow, and we ask but that your will, which is our own as well, be done in us and in the world, that it become a part of heaven now. Amen. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that it become a part, whatever we're looking on becomes a part of heaven now, but we have to be willing to let go of all of our judgments and assessments and past thoughts and attack thoughts and belief systems and all that and come empty. And then God will show us this beauty beyond belief, this love of God beyond belief in everything we look upon, every atom of creation. The love of God is imbued in that. We come empty to receive this beatific vision. You know, God is my strength and vision is his gift. That's lesson 41 or 42, 42. God is my strength, vision is his gift. All right, well, you come empty and you receive the strength of God and vision is the gift. What more can we want? Okay, thank you. God bless y'all.